but there was this productive, efficacious attitude that we are in this together. And we do, as I say, hashtag believe. We are team believe, and we're gonna figure out a way to make this work. And has it been easy? Absolutely not. Is it always seamless and perfect? No. Is it worth it? Yes. Hey, everybody, welcome back to this edition of Leading Through Unprecedented Times. I'm Tom Murray, your host, and I could not be any more excited for the final episode of this season with Dr. Shantara Moore from South San Francisco Unified School District in California. Shantara, thank you so much for closing down our season. I am so excited to talk to you today. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you. Really, it is a privilege for me to be here. So thank you for having me. Wow. So as a superintendent, you are still standing. You are still leading. We are now 13, 14 months into this pandemic. Talk to us about your district, about the journey, and what it's been like to lead through these unprecedented times. Absolutely. Uh, That is a great question. So um, it's funny that you mentioned journey because one of the things that is really a pillar here is that we are on a journey in South San Francisco Unified and we have a car that we use as our metaphor on this journey. And so our car really stands for being mindful of our communications how we communicate, doing so um, professionally, engaging in two-way dialogue and communication. The A is all about our achievements. Uh, We wanna make sure that we are celebrating the small achievements that we're experiencing and the larger achievements that we're experiencing, both for our students, but also for the adults in our organization. And the R is all about relationships. How do we continue to cultivate these positive, professional, respectful, and inclusive relationships with each other, with our students, with our families, with our communities? And so these are our institutional commitments that we are taking on this journey as we're traveling toward our vision for students. So I think when I think about leading in unprecedented times, it's so important that we remember these institutional commitments of how we're going to engage, of celebrating things, even they might be small milestones, but they are achievements that we don't wanna overlook. And of course, I think now more than ever, It's all about how do we build and cultivate and strengthen the relationships that we have in the district because we have to really lean on each other in order to do this work and to do it really well. And so when I think of that, it it really helps me take a step back and think, okay, how do we continue to keep this in the forefront so that we can serve our students well, despite the global pandemic that we're experiencing? Yeah, I love that. And you are speaking our language, our friend, my friend, as we talk about as an equity focused organization, when you mention inclusivity, when you talk about relationships being that foundation, talk to us about the learning journey that's occurred over the past 13 or 14 months. It's really twofold. One, we've got the student side of things and understanding your values and the things that you just shared there, but then we'll touch on the teacher side of things, the educator side of things there as well. So starting with with your students, how in the middle of a pandemic have you continue to do exactly what you just said that you stand for, what does that look like? 
I love that question. So we have a vision for our students and it is to provide them with relevant and engaging learning experiences. It's our four E's. So experience is the first one. We are teaching them how important it is to just explore things that they are curious about, interested in, and how do we as educators cultivate that so that they have opportunities to collaborate with their peers and innovate with their peers. Uh, the other thing that's really important for us is teaching them how to embrace and the importance of embracing other people who are different from them, who have divergent perspectives and belief systems and backgrounds, because that's the world in which we live. And then, of course, we want to set our students up to excel. We want them to be confident. We want them to be resilient. But what we also teach them is that we'll likely experience failure in that and that it's OK. We pick ourselves up. We dust ourselves off and we reflect and think about what did we learn through this failure? And then we, we try again. And so I feel like that, that uh, pathway to these four E's to our vision for our students is absolutely applicable to the adults in our system as well. We experienced a global pandemic that none of us had any experience with. And so on a dime, our teachers had to learn new things. They were thrust into experiences that they, many of which were not comfortable with. Um, and so they had to learn to embrace being uh, a learner and not speaking the language of technology and teaching virtually. They had to experience some bumps in the road and some of which experienced some failures. And so we've tried to help them also understand what are you gonna do about that? What did you learn from that? How can you pivot and do something different? And I think the other thing is helping them understand that mistakes are just part of life. We all experience that. Nothing is going to happen from trying, from being a risk taker, from failing. But what we do expect is that you will learn from it and that you will get back on the horse and you will try to do that again. Yeah, I love that. And I love the analogy. I, I often use a, a failing forward. And I want to dive a little bit further into that because, you know, I can put myself being at the building level, being a principal or being a district office. And I always felt like the higher up I went, the more like I looked, had to look like I had it all together. Like I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll problem solve. But the best leaders I know, what I've learned over time, fail forward and they're vulnerable in that. So I'm going to ask you to speak to your superintendent, your principal colleagues who feel that pressure. I mean, let's... Uh, I don't want to remind you, but superintendent friends, like you're one boat away from like looking for the next job, right? So that's that. Sorry, I didn't mean to remind everybody on that, but you know what I'm talking about? It can be hard to say I'm all in with that feeling of failure with a board that says, oh, sorry, you're not welcome here anymore in one vote. How can we as superintendents, as principals, create a culture where failing forward is okay and not looked at in some negative connotation? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we talk a lot about that here, not only through our institutional commitments, but our hashtag is hashtag believe. Believe in yourself, believe in one another, believe in our students, but believe in the collective efficacy of our work. And so in my work with the school board, I, I really think it's important that we have to be vulnerable and it's okay to say, you know, I know that I'm the superintendent. I know that I'm the principal of this school. But sometimes we experience things that we haven't experienced before. And I think it's important to build the culture that we're trying to build where there is collective efficacy that we lean on each other, 
We lift each other up. We tap into others' expertise. We build a shared understanding of this is the type of culture and school district that we want to be a part of. We don't have to have all of the answers. And we have to be vulnerable enough and confident in ourselves enough to say, you know what, I need some help. You're really strong at this. Can you show me how? And having those same levels of conversation with the school board, I think is really important so that they too can see we're not perfect just because we sit in a superintendent seat or in as we're leading any you know, school sites or district office departments that we are stronger together. And that means that we have to come together and leverage and cultivate the talents of each other and then lean on each other through this process. Now more than ever, I don't think we can do it alone. And so I spent a lot of time just talking to my community about that. And there have been mistakes or we took too long at one point. How come you guys haven't figured out what the plan is going to be? When are schools going to come back? And I think acknowledging, you know, that this is, is an unprecedented situation. We are doing the best that we absolutely can. If you have ideas, you invite people to the table so that they can be part of and, and help champion the work that we're doing and understand that we really are trying to move forward in ways that are intentional, in ways that are methodical, but also we have to understand we have to be flexible and adaptable. And so I think just communicating that, being vulnerable, sharing when you don't know, but also sharing what are you going to do to try to find out or to tap into others who may know is also really important. Yeah, brilliantly said. You know, when I think about it from a superintendent and those moments where superintendents like yourself are vulnerable and stand in front of their admin team and say, you know what, gang, I'm going to own that. And I goofed that up and I made the wrong decision there and I'm going to own that. And here's what we're going to do to fix it moving forward. It also gives them permission for when they're standing in front of their staff and they make a mistake because they will because they're human to own it, which then in turn gives their teachers permission when they're with kids. Because I really believe if our students are looking at, at our teachers as this perfect person that knows it all, that can say the standards backwards, that never makes a mistake, like as loving as they can, they can't really relate to you. And I really believe that's every level that we go in an organization and brilliantly said in terms of superintendents and principals and leading with that vulnerability, like quite often that social pressure or even that internal pressure asks us to do the opposite. So it's so obvious that you are such a human focused person and in our conversations leading up to the podcast and seeing your incredible leadership, talk to us over the past year of how have you taken care of your people, whether that's through professional learning, you referenced earlier, you know, new things that they had to learn. And what did that look like? Because we had to spend things overnight and kudos to educators for yet again doing that, right? How did you take care of, of people from the professional learning end, but also to their own well-being as they tried to provide stability for your community in the middle of a pandemic? I love that question. And just to go back one, one question, I want to tie something up. In our district, and I say this every year, that mistakes are um, expected, they are respected, and they are inspected. That way it gives us an opportunity to say, it's okay that I made a mistake. I'm gonna spend some time really reflecting and inspect what could I do differently the next time. And there's some respect in taking that time to acknowledge the mistake and figure out how do we move forward. So I think that that's one way tying to your next question that you're giving people permission to, to give their all, to be risk takers and to try and know that we are a learning organization. We're gonna learn from things and continue to move forward. Um, I also, you know, really believe 
I think in general, in my leadership is how do I exemplify and lead with love, compassion, and grace? And I think now more than ever, it is critical that we exemplify that in our leadership to our leaders. And so I often send um, just little heart checks. So if you're feeling red, then I know you're feeling great. If you're feeling yellow, you're feeling good. If you're feeling uh, brown, you're having a hard day. If it's a little black heart that I know you need to talk. And so I often send checks and things like that to both our teachers as well as our administrators just to get a pulse check. So I know who do I need to go check in on. Um, I also believe in finding little ways to show people how much you care. And so we build in mental health opportunities in our all of our principal meetings that we're checking in frequently, but I also make positive phone calls home. I send postcards of just encouraging words, affirmation. I really like to thank people for going above and beyond, for working hard, for living our institutional commitments and really exemplifying the values that we have here. Um, I also create little goodie bags just because that I like to deliver to the school sites. I did that a couple of weeks ago, and now it's Teacher Appreciation Week, so we're going to be delivering some sweets to them this week. Um, I also just like to take the opportunity to record, whether it's a video or an audio recording, of just acknowledging some very specific things that I've seen, particularly through the pandemic. I did this pre the pandemic, but how important it is for people, especially. Um, when we're experiencing a lot of feedback from a lot of different people so that they know you are not in this alone. We are in this together. We are going to navigate this as best as we possibly can. And like I said, I also reach out to our school leaders and ask, you know, tell me the staff who are really just doing rock star jobs, whether, and that can be in the classroom, it can be social emotionally, it can be that they have put practices in place to stay connected with adults to make sure that we all are doing well. And then I personally call them and I tell them very specifically, give them feedback of what I'm proud of about them. And I think modeling that, um, and I do it both publicly at board meetings, I do it privately one-on-ones, I send things in the mail. And, and going even further, I decided this year to write handwritten notes to our students to just say, listen, I know that this has not been easy and it has been hard, but I am just so proud of you for showing up, for working hard, for persevering. And I wanted them to know, just like I tell our staff, you know, how much I love you and how much I value you. Because I don't think, I think, you know, in education, people are like, oh, we shouldn't really say that. But you know what? I am here and who I am at my core is about loving people and and demonstrating compassion and grace. You know, I've said this to our community that we are all experiencing the same storm of this pandemic, but we have to be cognizant of and conscientious of the fact that we're not all experiencing it the same way. Some of us are in luxury liner boats and yachts. Others are might be in sailboats. Some are in the water holding on to that flotation device. And this pandemic has impacted people so differently. And so it's important that we are giving kids grace if they don't want to turn on their camera. It's important if teachers are on the brink to say, it's okay. 
How can I help you? How can I take your class and give you a break? It's okay to take a step back and figure out what do I need to do to help you and to serve you better? And so we meet regularly with our unions and I ask that question often, what do, what do our colleagues need? Let's brainstorm and come up with ways to really show them that we are here, that we are serving them. We did that through our negotiations for what they were asking for. Um, and we're just trying to do that on just a human to human level. It's about people first and then positions and jobs second. And I think that that really has allowed us to navigate this as smoothly as you possibly can, because it hasn't been smooth, but it's been able for us to keep our relationships uh, at such a positive, productive level. And so I'm really proud of that. Wow. 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 Are there any homes for sale in your, uh, your district? Cause I, I'm about to move in. So my babies can experience your leadership. I mean, talk about leading with love, compassion, and grace. And just what, what a mantra that is from a superintendent. And, and I love hearing you talking about the handwritten notes to kids, the handwritten notes to staff, the phone call, the being intentional about it. Cause let's face it as a superintendent, it'd be pretty easy to say, well, my principals will take care of that. And principals at the, the the building level feeling like they're drowning and those little things often get missed and it can be the most basic of thing. But I will tell you what, if I'm one of your teachers that gets a handwritten note from the superintendent, I'm probably never going to forget that <laughs> if I'm a student. And so here it's, it'd be easy to write it off as a soup and say, I don't have the time to do it where your mantra is. I will make the time because it's a priority because I want to lead with love, compassion, and grace. Wow, that was incredible. And so let me ask you a couple more questions. I know your time is valuable. I know you got a lot going on. I understand your theme this year was all about superheroes. Talk to us about that. Oh, yes. So we, we had our theme about superheroes coming together and fighting against COVID together. And so I have to say, I am really privileged to serve in this school district. I feel like it is a calling for me. Um, and when I take a step back and I think about just the tremendous work that our educators have done, every educator from the boardroom to the classroom and everywhere in between, from um, the multiple ways we have provided for our families, to the distance learning uh, platforms that we've given to our staff, we are providing weekly professional development, both synchronous and asynchronous. We set up a technology hotline for our families who may need additional support. And if they couldn't, we invited them in. Um, I just feel like we have really gone above and beyond. And so I coined this year's theme to being superheroes. Superheroes are put others' needs before their own. Superheroes, as I said, we're traveling on this journey in our car. Well, our car may have a flat tire. Superheroes don't just say, well, I give up. We can't make it to our destination of equity and excellence for all kids in our four E's. I give up superheroes, figure out a way to problem solve, get back in and figure out how are we going to help? How are we going to reach that destination? And, you know, I am really proud of our staff because I feel like overall, everyone in our organization not only came together, but they did so and demonstrated resilience. They demonstrated compassion and grace to each other, to our students, to our families. 
there was this level of commitment that no matter what, we're going to figure it out. And it doesn't mean that people weren't frustrated or angry or in tears because they were struggling, but there was this productive, efficacious attitude that we are in this together. And we do, as I say, hashtag believe, we are team believe, and we're going to figure out a way to make this work. And has it been easy? Absolutely not. Is it always seamless and perfect? No. Is it worth it? Yes. Because we talk about in South San Francisco Unified, it's not about perfection. It is about progress. How do we take what we're doing and keep pushing forward, keep moving the needle for students, keep striving to get better? Um, I don't care that if we're not perfect. I care that we try and that we keep trying to make progress. And I feel like superheroes demonstrate that. And our community has certainly demonstrated that. Absolutely. And on behalf of Future Ready Schools, to every educator that's listening to this, that has been in the trenches all year long, you are superheroes and we stand in awe of the work. So real quick, we are winding down number of days here and let's face it, this has been a year like no other. What encouragement do you have, whether you're a superintendent or a teacher listening to this, to as we wind down the days to not just count down the days in the craziest year ever, but to really make the days count so that we can really finish strong. What encouragement do you have for that? I think how important it is that we are um, relentlessly pursuing the learning and everything that we're doing. Um, I think that we embrace obstacles and challenges and figure out how can we collectively come together and overcome them. Um, I think we find people with whom we trust, with whom we can be vulnerable with, with whom we know we can lean on and say, I need help, I need support, I need a friend, you know, to just talk to. Um, And I think we have to keep it in perspective that um, we often talk about how hard it is to change and how many years it takes. But the perspective is, we all have experienced a global pandemic and yet we were able to change on a dime and figure it out. And so that tells us that when we have problems and challenges before us, we need to remain open to saying, you know what? We can figure this out. Is it gonna be perfect? No. Will it be messy? Yes. Can we do it? Absolutely. And I think the last thing is, and I'll go back to our hashtag, we just have to believe believe in ourselves and our own levels of efficacy, believe in our collective capacity to do what's right and best for our students, for each other, for our community, and believe that we really can accomplish anything that we desire um, as we focus on how we engage and building strong relationships with each other. So those would be the things that I would hold on to and and impart to our our colleagues here. Absolutely. Shantara, some beautiful words of wisdom there. One final question for our folks out there throughout the country, whether they are leading behind a computer in a classroom, whether they're leading a school remotely or in person or a school district like you are as a superintendent, let's wrap up with one more piece of advice, no matter where they are in the pandemic, no matter what it looks like, what learning looks like uh, in their schools, what's one piece of advice, no matter who they are or where they serve, that you have for them moving forward? That is a great question. You know, I think just 
remember the gifts and talents that you have and the ways in which you are demonstrating that, whether it's directly to students or indirectly, and continue to cultivate that and share that within your communities. Wow, wow, wow. There could not have been a better way to wrap up season three. That is Dr. Shantara Moore, everybody from South San Francisco Unified in California. Shantara, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you.